If you're an average player, you want to be left alone, right? Because you want to be able to slide by. If you're a good player, you want to be coached. If you're a great player, you want the coach to tell you the truth every day. Did I hustle on that play? Did I make the right read? Did I play the guy with the right leverage? You want to know every play. Because you know why? They want to be perfect. Everybody here makes a choice to do one of those three things. Welcome to the GOAT Consulting Podcast, a podcast dedicated to people striving to be a GOAT, the greatest of all time, serving it up in a way that you can get it in all stages of life. Hey, I'm Colby Jubinville, and welcome to another episode of the GOAT Consulting Podcast right here in studio at VC Productions, always at the table with me. We're in season two, which is yeah, so excited. Are. This is the Christmas edition, hence the, so excited. The, the sweater that you always bring to the global audience. Uh, as they listen on places like Spotify, Podbean, YouTube, YouTube. Pocket Cast, Google, Amazon. <laughs> Name it all. It's the same people at the table. New topic, always at the table with me, is my good friend Tyler Burnett, the founder and CEO of the Goat Family of Brands, uh, and all the way from Brentwood, uh, the LinkedIn Whisperer, and uh, someone that has a a beautiful sweater on today. Do you wear that to the parties? Yeah, so do you go to a uh, John John Byers? Do you go to, you do have a last name, Byers. Do you go to those kind of parties? Yeah, and all the way from Bethlehem, our fourth guest uh, <laughs> on the show today is is baby Jesus. With, with a dove. LBJ. Yeah. That's beautiful. He yeah, he's here. This is the Christmas edition. Uh, we, it is baby Bjorn. I well, see that. You know, little baby Jesus takes me back to Coach Pete. Oh, gosh. And... Um, do you think of little baby Jesus with a one tooth and no, a beard? No, I think about Coach Pete. Okay. And uh, we used to say that he had a little red phone in his desk. <laughs> and uh, it would be the radar. I remember this. The radar would be red, you know, and he would yeah. just he'd make a phone call to little baby Jesus and tell him to part the weather. We got to we work. Got, we got practice today. Direct All right, line. Jesus. I see the radar, <laughs> but I'm, I'm trusting in you to split this thing. Well, there's there's a lot of similarities I think between uh, between Coach Pete and Santa Claus, and maybe we'll get into that later in in the uh, the episode. A lot this, of wish fulfillment uh, from yeah. that man as well. Yeah, yeah. Little for <laughs> little foreshadowing there. Yeah. That is the topic for today. It is wish fulfillment. But before we get there, we're going to serve it up in a way that you can get it. It's about the stages of life and career. Twenties get in, thirties move up. Forties, we stay in the game because those thirty-year-olds are so good. And fifties, we say, "What is it that I really want? What is it that I really want?" And it's always about the goat. And you came up with that great idea so long ago in building the goat family of brands. But in sport, it's easy to see. It's the people that are recognized for their greatness. They elevate the play around those around them. In business, it's people that compete on unique perspective, education, experience. And what they do gives them energy. It gives other people energy and creates new levels of challenge and new levels of opportunity. The Christmas edition this year is a little bit different than last year. We're coming out of the pandemic. We're coming out of the pandemic. And 2021 has been a year like no other with increased social, political, and economic upheaval. All the bad and doom and gloom. Then now's the time to, to look at it and say, what have we learned? Mm. And now that we're in this season of Christmas and giving and receiving and all the other things that come along with that, we, we decided. A lot of pressure. A lot of pressure. There's a lot of pressure. <laughs> and anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we can talk about that too. But we, we Kind of like the anxiety Mary probably had with a bearded <laughs> one-tooth infant. <laughs> 
nursing infant. Right, will you wear that outside of the the um, the Christmas party, or is it just at the the Christmas party itself? Will you wear that? You know, it will it will hang out at certain places around town between now and and Christmas. The UPS stores are overloaded. People are overloaded. We certainly are overloaded after what we've all been through in twenty uh, twenty one. Uh, last year we talked about the magic in the mess. The magic yeah. is in the mess, and, and this it still year is. it is. It is, and, and we can certainly play to that. But you decided that you wanted to look at something a little bit different this year. The, the topic for today's show, our Christmas special, is around this idea of of wish fulfillment. Yeah. Just like when Coach Pete parted, dialed it up on the red phone, parted the ways, and was able to to allow y'all to practice and his wish come true and i know yours Didn't. as well as much well, as at the time our wish was that it would rain it right? would cancel practice, right, cancel practice yeah, so you, we could you go. told me how many times you love practicing oh i did but you know at the back of my mind i still wanted the day off <laughs> doesn't everybody who doesn't That's so right. there's a crossover between wish fulfillment because as you so eloquently described as as you normally do right. how that relates to this season that we're in uh, there's also a term wish fulfillment that's used in film and directors and producers of heroic films, which I guess every film likely has a hero, I would guess. That's why we watch them. But it's a phrase used in the context specifically of action heroes where uh, the directors and the producers are trying to convince the audience, encourage, influence the audience to want to trade places with the hero of the movie. Yeah. And there's something that's innately born in us when we're born, I guess you might say, I might say. But I read this paper recently, 2017, in the Nature of Human Behavior, and they found that humans from an infant age are able to recognize heroic acts, even from the earliest stages of development as infants. And and along with that, the sense of justice and adoration and, and what they described as that being innate and coming from us very shortly after we're born, which I thought was fascinating. And it makes total sense when you think from a a movie, a theatrical standpoint, trying to take this concept of encouraging the audience to be the hero, wanting to trade places with the hero is that's what ties us into movies. Okay. I'm, I'm learning how to listen intently right and really focus and what i just oh, yeah. heard you say was that they did studies with babies yes and the babies told them that they recognized things like justice the bearded one tooth babies <laughs> told them <laughs> they could recognize heroic behavior through heartbeats or hey, through i don't know. <laughs> I don't know how they did it, but that's what they were that's, able to okay. define. Babies okay. can recognize heroic acts from early, early stages. I mean, I'm, I'm buying it. It is Christmas, and it's thank you. It's about thank you for that. Believing, it's, it's about believing. Belief. Yes, and and so um, so and, and, and it's here, not always seeing is believing. I, yeah, yeah. Yes, thank you. Yeah. So here's my goat. <laughs> here's my goat. You know, why don't you just look up that paper? Maybe, maybe. I will. The, the Nature Human Behavior 2017 paper. So here's my goat for this wish fulfillment this season. Um, don't send me your hate mail. One of the greatest Christmas movies of all time. And there's lots to choose from. 
right? I mean, there's a there's an array of goats in Christmas movies. Yeah. And Christmas movies are really fascinating, right? Because they trigger something in us in such a way that we watch them once every year. There are movies that we think are great, but we don't watch them every year. Christmas movies, we watch them every year. It's mm-hmm. fascinating. Yeah. One of the greatest Christmas movies of all time, Die Hard. And my good friend, uh, John McClane, is a fascinating, fascinating is he a relative character. or just, just a friend? Both. Okay. It can be both. Uh, and in fact, uh, I had ordered a T-shirt for this, which was the Nakatomi <laughs> Plaza uh, 1988 Christmas party <laughs> T-shirt. But it did not come in in, si- in time for this episode, so we get baby Jesus and his Bjorn. But John McClane, I mean, think about Die Hard. Like, every great action hero movie resembles what was created in Die Hard. I mean, you think about um, the movie Captain Phillips with Tom Hanks. It is Die Hard on a boat. You think about... It's a true story. It is a true story. And it's, Wilson? It's, cause some, Wilson! It, oh. Gosh, I'm so disappointed. <laughs> That was Tom Hanks, though, wasn't it? You got to edit that out. Yes, he he was in more than one movie. Yes, you're right. <laughs> I don't watch the movies. I don't know that movie, though. <laughs> Nonstop was an airplane movie that Liam Neeson was in, yeah. which, by the way, Liam Neeson, every film is off of Die Hard. But, yeah, Captain Phillips was, was a true story based off somebody that watched Die Hard and said, I want to do that on a boat. Die Hard. There, did you know there are websites dedicated to show, uh, like dedicated websites that showcase people's Die Hard tattoos? Really? Yes, that's a thing. Where is yours located? You're, you're pausing <laughs> the episode right now. Mine will be up on our website later. He's pausing. No, it he now meant on you. Where is your tattoo? tattoo? That's what I meant. Yeah, it'll be up later on our on our website. But here's the fascinating thing about Die Hard is. Uh, Show notes. John has a tattoo of John McClane. Okay. And he's saying yippee ki Okay. Um, But here's the fascinating thing about Die Hard around this whole topic of wish fulfillment. There's lots of action hero movies where we can very easily be convinced that to want to trade places with the action hero, right? So you think of like Free Guy, which is a new one if you haven't seen it. Ryan Reynolds, absolutely fascinating. So, so good. I haven't seen it. Uh, I want to trade places with him in a second. It's fantastic. Check it out. It's on Prime. Okay. But Die Hard, it's hard to want to trade places with a guy like John McClane that gets beat up in almost every scene. He's not your big, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Stallone, which were very popular during the same time. Very easy to trade places with these massive guys that are having like 100 men come at them, you know, in a film. Mowing them down. Yeah. Yeah. And they're and he's just crushing them. McLean doesn't do that. He gets beat up in every scene. He walks through glass in his bare feet. He almost loses his wife, and yet he his only choice, as he saw it, was was to rise to the challenge. And it 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 in a fascinating way feeds our my desire. I might say not necessarily trade places with him, but to be as capable, noble, and willing to face adversity. Hmm. And that's what's so fascinating that keeps drawing me back to Die Hard every single year. Did you feel that same way about the the second Die Hard as well? Isn't there a two? Gosh, I think there's three and there's just a fourth, like I think just now coming out. But 
Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, the second one was good, but, you know, every one, it gets a little bit more watered down. So say that part again. So it's it's his desire to act in a noble way. It's his drive and motivation to, to act in a way that's... The, the fascinating thing about Die Hard for me around this topic of wish fulfillment, which as film and, and producers, directors put it, they try to... Cr- to create a desire from the audience to want to trade places with the, the action hero. Yeah. But Die Hard, it's hard for us to want, for me, to want to do that with John McClane because he's getting beat up and going through all these things. His only choice is to rise to the challenge. So what it does feed for me is this desire to not necessarily trade places with him, but to be as capable, noble, and willing to face adversity in such ways as he does. Interesting. Wish fulfillment. Wish fulfillment. Very interesting. What are your thoughts on that? Wish fulfillment. <clears throat> I I love the. It's. I love I love what you talked about earlier. Was like you think you want something, but you go through you go through it and you don't get what you want. And you referred to the Grinch earlier uh, outside of the podcast, but I love that. Sometimes what you think you want is a goat. He is. My wife put it last year. She said he's a goat in the same movie within minutes, the best and the worst. He's a goat in both worlds. From from goat to hero. Yeah. Wow. The goat bad guy, the goat good guy. <laughs> True. Pretty fascinating. Coach Pete used to say, all right, you went from the goat to the hero back to the goat. <laughs> <laughs> I had a I had a weird game one time. I was bad, then good, then bad. And he's like, all right, well, <laughs> you've been both today. There you go. Uh, I, when I think of wish fulfillment, uh, my goat for today, and I'm I'm hoping I'm right on this, is uh, Nick Saban. Oh, and I'm the, surprised is he from Mobile? And the well, just Alabama, you know, has such a historic um, pedigree of just domination in the sport of college football, and um, they were searching, they were wishing for a coach that could bring them the same level of prominence of success that uh, Bear Bryant did, and he's done that. And hopefully, as I sit here with you today, I'm hoping that he's done that again. And I'm thinking that he's going to. Wow. Big game Saturday between you two boys. I hope you watch it together. Not this weekend. (laughs) Not this weekend. (laughs) But let's put a wager on it. I mean, you're a big-time Alabama guy, you know. Uh, let's put. I mean, it doesn't have to be money, but can we put a wager on it? I'd, and I'd like to keep up with you guys during the game. Yeah, I'll do it. You can only send videos, no text it's videos. A, it's I'll be there. It's a hundred dollars Taco Bell. Will you be there? Card. Are you confident enough that you're going to buy a ticket and go? No, he's not. Well, there I mean, you go. he said he was a traveler though, didn't he? Earlier, Kansas, other? middle of the state. But but wish I'll for be there. wish fulfillment. Um, well, I mean, and Georgia's got a lot of wishes, don't they, with they do. with Kirby? I'm holding on loosely. I've gotten my heart broken many, many a time by my, my team. So. I feel like this is different than last Christmas. I, I Katie was putting together, putting out the uh, – we had come back from Thanksgiving, and she's putting out all the decorations. And I usually feel this sense of uh, anxiety. Mm. Um, That's appropriate. When, it's a when, heavy, heavy season. Well, it's, it's just a lot of pressure. It is. And um, – and it seems like it's never enough. It seems like Christmas is every uh, Christmas happens every month around my house, and but there was something different this time. And when she she puts out all the nutcrackers and and she decorates the tree and just spending those little moments of time, 
and thinking about what we've all been through over the last year, um, it made me stop and just say, don't worry about all the pressure and all the stress that comes along with this. Just just be grateful mm. that we, we have the opportunity to do this, that we are in all practical tense and purposes past the, uh, the pandemic. At least we, we hope that. We, we think that that's the case. And, and to live in the moment, which is so hard for me to do. And it reminds me, I, I went to, to a conference and then um, I heard uh, my friend Quint Studer, who is a humanitarian philanthropist, uh, consultant, friend of the show. And, and he said this that I think is part of the wish that I have and the fulfillment that I have for 2022. He said, in closing of his speech, he said, let's be grateful for for what we have. Let's be grateful that we are here in this room, grateful for life itself, and grateful we can continue to make a difference. A heart full of gratitude has little room for anything else. A heart full of gratitude has little room for anything else. Don't be afraid to tell people you love them. Don't be afraid to tell people you love your job, you love your community, because what I think we need to be bring back to our country, city, and hearts is way more love. And you know, there's no such thing as unexpressed gratitude. Yeah. There's no such thing, and I, and I appreciate him finishing that thought the way that he did, because gratitude unexpressed is not gratitude. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I see a confused. No, it, it it totally makes sense. I think I think to have gratitude, and I and I equate part of the wish fulfillment that I have for Christmas this year, as opposed to the magic is in the mess. Um, what I have for this year is in wish fulfillment is gratitude that number one we made it through the pandemic, and that I didn't die, that's and a, that that's a good thing. My kids made it through, and that. Um, people close to me made it through. And so this Christmas to me, my the wish fulfillment that I have is that I'll be able to be grateful in the way that Quint Studer talks about and, and, and a heart full of gratitude has little room for anything else. Well, to I your think point, that's a very powerful statement. To John's point, you know, it's not gratitude if you don't speak it. I mean, look at social media now. How many times do you see gratitude on social media? So I made a post last night about loving Murfreesboro I saw on Facebook, that. and a part of it was from what you what you shared there, and I, I wanted to just kind of see what the reactions were, right? Yeah. And there was plenty of people who liked some people who liked it and loved it, and then there had to be one negative comment, you know. <laughs> it's like, really, did you just have to go there? Let's just. There's times where you can separate the positive and the negative, and just. And just not harp on the negative right now. Just well, not what, not well, in social media. Well, what about all the traffic? Well, yeah. Well, you got a lot of people who want to live in Middle Tennessee. What do you expect? Yeah. And you know, if you would have been in the mayor's position or anybody, would you have seen all the traffic coming here? That's right. Why wouldn't you have made all five lane highways? So you wouldn't have. You yeah. wouldn't have the. You wouldn't have the, the vision and the future to see that. We need a Bucky's. Well, I talked about last year at, at this Christmas episode how none of us really gets what we want for Christmas, right? Like, I want my kids to enjoy more than two minutes the gifts that they open. Yeah. And I want them to be grateful, and they're not, and then I'm not, right? Like, uh-huh. I, none of us really gets what we want. Poof, there it goes. One of the things <laughs> that my wife does every year, November 1st, she puts out a, a gratitude jar and with a 
thing of candy, a jar of candy next to it, and a gratitude jar with these pieces of paper. And anybody that wants to take a candy that lives at our house or comes to visit between uh, November 1st and December 1st, they can write their a word or two on this paper, put it in, and gets to take a candy, a word or two mm. of gratitude. And I took all these things out. She keeps everything in a baggie every year, right? So we've got like seven years worth of the kids writing these things down, which is really neat. Mm. And as I sit there and look at these things, one of my favorite quotes on gratitude that it was reminded me as you read Quint's quote, and as I think about this really cool thing that Vanessa does every year, um, gratitude turns what we have into enough. And as I start to read these things over and over from my kids, from when John David was four or Georgia Grace is three and she's writing these things down and telling me what to write, it turns what we have into enough. And it makes me wonder, what if those deep wishes, that that uh, wish fulfillment, what if my deepest wishes are already being fulfilled and I just occasion or maybe come in and out of actually recognizing that. You think that's what happens? I do. I do too. Yeah. I mean, I I wouldn't have come to that conclusion if you hadn't said it prior to the show. But when I sit here and think about this episode and I think about wish fulfillment, I think about all those movies that I've watched that are based in, in wish fulfillment, I think you're 100% right to say that, that we come in and out of consciousness. Yeah about that our greatest wishes are fulfilled. Yeah. Why is that? We need reminders. We, I, and I think we are hardwired, unfortunately, to forget. And we've got to remind ourselves, and we've got to remind each other. And part of the reason that we love Christmas movies, and we keep going back to them every single year, is they are reminders of these kinds of things. Mm-hmm. They're reminders that, at least for me, that I want to be as capable, noble, and willing to face adversity as John McClain. The Grinch, he, every year from that moment that he stole Christmas, and then he looked the next morning with all the everybody's toys and food and presents up on top of Mount Grumpet or whatever yeah. he was. Yeah. And he looks down on all the who's, and he and he says, uh, with his with his feet ice cold in the snow, he stood puzzling and puzzling. How could it be so? It came without ribbons. It came without tags, without packages, boxes, or bags. And he put and he puzzled, and puzzled till his puzzler was sore. Then the Grinch thought of something he hadn't before. What if Christmas? He thought doesn't come from a store. What if Christmas perhaps means a little bit more? Every year from that moment, he thought and had that same you know moment of memory of that and i think we we've got to be reminded and now we know where amazon was born yeah what if christmas didn't come from a store it came from online <laughs> came from an app that's right <laughs> yes it does thank Wasn't you amazon good? yeah well played the grinch all right we're gonna we're gonna go we're gonna get close to making sure that santa gets down the chimney here but let's let's do this let's go around <laughs> And um, and tell me the the wish that you have that you want to have fulfilled for for twenty twenty one or maybe going into twenty twenty two. What is that one thing that maybe was fulfilled for you that that consciously you now see it and or maybe not. You know, I'm going to tie in a couple of episodes that we've done here recently and bring back to uh, that moment I had earlier this year around the whole car situation. To get the full story, you'll have to go back and listen, mm-hmm. but. 
these stakes in the ground that I put and um, being curious, not judgmental, developing trust in those small moments, that's where I want to really lean in in my own life. And I have been, and I've been challenged with it too from a professional and a personal um, position and in, in those relationships. That's what I want to get for Christmas. And I don't know that that's a thing, but that's what I'm focused on. I like it. And then bourbon outside of that. <laughs> Sometimes, always, that helps. Sometimes that helps that. Actually. Always, always. What about you, my friend? Mm, first, Apple TV. <laughs> so I can yes. watch Ted Lasso. Yes. Um, but I, I think like what you said, um, I want to have, I want to take some time to slow down and uh, enjoy the kids. You know, Henley's almost two now. It feels like she was born yesterday. Yeah. And uh, I feel like so much of the time we're trying to win, win or lose. And I think we're missing out on some of the other stuff too. So not that, not that I don't want to be successful or have drive or focus on business or whatever the case may be, but I want to take a little bit of time to slow down and and spend time with family and let my team spend time with family and just bond. And and another thing. He's coming into his Jerry Maguire moment. Mm-hmm. Is, is, that, that, is that what Getting I'm doing? close to your mid-30s, that's what happens. Yeah, and I just want to take time in, in my relationships that I have now, both personal and professionally. I think I have some good relationships, but I want to focus on on being slower to speak and, and quicker to listen and ask the right questions and have have deeper conversations. You know, plenty of people can say, Hey, how you doing? How's work or how's your kids or how's your wife? But how can you have more intentional, in depth conversations and, and get to know your friends and family more and be there more? You know, so many times we we just have unintentional conversations, really, just to say we had a conversation, and I want to get better at that. Well, I, I love I love you saying that, and um, you know, I, I've seen you start that thing from the ground up, and to to build it to where it is today. Um, in my mind, all the wishes that you had two years ago when you started that thing have have now come true. Yeah, and I think what's cool is is that probably those wishes that you once had two years ago have now completely changed. (laughs) Very much so. And what you wish for yourself, what you wish for the world, what you wish for other people um, are now completely different. And and I I love to be a part of that, you know, and, and I know that, that, um, you know, with, with where you are in your career, as, as we get to close 20, uh, 21 and move into 2022, I, I know there's nobody that's more intentional about how you build relationships or, or the success that you want to find for yourself and for other people and for your family and, and, and for this area, you know, and we're all fortunate enough to have that. So, so for me, the wish for me is, is to continue to build relationships with people that are willing to have those kind of conversations. Yeah. And I love what, I love what Quint said when he said this, he said, don't be afraid to tell people you love your job. You love your community. Don't be, don't be afraid to tell people you love them because what I think we need to bring back to our country, city and hearts, is way more love. And, yeah. and I love doing this. Uh, I love uh, sitting at the table each week uh, and having these kind of conversations. And uh, I appreciate uh, the, the investment that both of you have made in, in making this happen. It's good to be here, and it's good to be back. And maybe wish fulfillment is a past tense 
exercise for me this Christmas than a future um, path. Yeah. As I as I think about what we've talked about with wish fulfillment, it makes me think of more future future thinking rather than past, and that's really where gratitude comes into play, right? And what Quint talked about is this whole concept of gratitude and how it recognizing the wishes that have been fulfilled, not what I still want to happen. And there's importance to both. Yeah. But maybe maybe the the most important is looking back on what has happened and recognizing, verbalizing, writing those things down. Yeah, I mean, be grateful for what we have, right? The, be, be grateful for the wishes that have been fulfilled for us yep. and the wishes that can be fulfilled in the future. We're excited for a, a 2022. Uh, we hope that uh, Santa was, was good to you, and um, we look forward to uh, uh, Season 2 and all that comes with that. Good for, stuff ahead. For Tyler Burnett. And John Byers, I'm Colby Jubenville. Um Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas Merry to Christmas. all. Happy New Year. And to all a good night. This is the Go Consulting Podcast. Boom. Um.